What's happening, people? It's Mr. London Plumber. And we're back on for another episode of Plumbing Journeys with myself. Um, the next episode will have a special guest on here. So I've been telling you this is going to happen. It's now finally going to happen. I've confirmed everything. So definitely look out for that. The last episode, what we what we did uh, speak about was world skills. And that brings me on to my next topic, which is going to be... Um, you know, focus of direction. And um, this is going to be about your focus in whatever you're doing in life because um, I think we've got a lot of distractions. We've got a lot of people who don't always want to see you do good. No matter what position you are in, they're there to sometimes hold you back or just not be the best level of support what you do need. Um, I say this because I was recently faced with a situation like this myself where um, I honestly, I listen to things like 48 Laws of Power, but I just work off of vibes with people, you know, and if I want to say something, believe me, I do. Um, so I said to these people who I was previously working with, you're trying to set me up within a sense of like, you're not giving me the right access what everybody else is got and therefore it's um it's holding me back in a sense you know i i can do what i can do but you can't make magic happen if you're supposed to be teaching someone or you're supposed to be showing someone how to do something everyone's supposed to have the right correct training before you do do it or else you might be um taking that task on or giving that task in the wrong way right that's what I mean by setting someone up to fail. Sometimes these situations happen a lot inside the workplace because there's a lot of glory hunters out there. There's people that are looking for the next raise, the next person to say, oh, yeah, I told you, I told you. Look, I always tell you what these people say. And don't get me wrong, the workplace is always going to have a place for people like that. But people who want to prevail and push themselves out to higher levels, you've just got to... Um, my advice is to stay away from people like that. When you see them, you'll definitely be able to identify them because uh, those people will try to maybe sometimes create banter or joke with you, which is um, a bit of a dig at you and stuff like that. You have to ask yourself, why is that your first thing to say? And why is it not something else? This is where you sometimes read between the lines, but I take things with a pinch of salt. If I can say something to someone yesterday and then not take it and hold it to feelings today, we can work towards stuff, innit? I just know that like um, maybe you don't think about some of your actions when you first do them. That's not a problem. Everyone's done that as a child or growing up you know, done actions and not thought about the repercussions or even thought about how other people um, are being viewed or are taking in that information. A perfect example was um, someone's... We was running low of something and the storeman is supposed to be able to stock things up and, you know, sort out what you're supposed to have. So he said to him, you need to start working smarter, which was... For me, that was kind of like the wrong thing to say at the end of the day, because smarter when you've not been shown is a bit of a kick in the teeth. Like you have to show someone how to do something first for them to be able to copy it and actually probably fine tune it to make it work for themselves. And especially in a workplace as well, that 
that rule of thumb, um, some people think it doesn't make sense or people are going to think you're stupid or silly if you ask them to show you something. But no, you're not. Because how someone wants something done and how you do something might be two different things. So always ask people, even though it sounds like you're that badger and annoying person, do you know what? It's better that I ask you and I show you this, this way, the way I've done it, how you've told me to do it, and you're okay with it. Because I think when it comes to workplaces like that, this thing of covering yourself, when you hear this going around, there's a rumour, you know, you need to cover yourself, you need to make sure you do this, make sure you do that, cover yourself, just cover your back, cover your back. Who am I covering my back from? You? Because if someone's not instructing you to do the right things, then is the person you have to really worry about. But these are scenarios and situations that just happen. Like, they happen to all of us in, in everyday life. Not to say that they're right. I definitely don't think they're right. But they keep on happening, innit? And um, you just got to figure out methods which are going to work best for yourself, whether it's, oh, okay, I'm not going to ask advice from that person because it wasn't helpful. And going back to them, I'm just getting the same answers. And sometimes you find that with people because they don't know what they're doing themselves. And it's not a bad thing at the end of the day, but you just can't be led by someone who doesn't know what they're doing. It's just quite simple. And I think um, that goes with with the reality of like overshining your master or whatever that thing's called, like outshining the boss or whatever it is. Mm. You can stay humble or stay down for all you like. I just know to myself that I've only got a, a limited period of life to give towards this or to give towards work anyway. And then I'm done after that. I'm not, I can't be giving any more than that. And I think when you give, whether it's in a percentage, whether it's 100%, whether it's 70%, what more would someone want from you? But most of those people... Um, it's hard because for me to answer that, I'll be lying to you. I've never had a conversation with someone else and said, what more could you want? Because I, I, I don't really care. That's the truth. I'm giving my all and I'm giving it to my best ability. If you give no feedback and when I do ask you for feedback, it comes back in a way where, okay, so where's the red flags? There's no red flags. All right, cool. So we're cool to go ahead? Yeah, we are. And then people flip things back, but... In a workplace, it's very, uh, it's very clicky and very. Um, it's not always for me. I don't always stay in a lot of workplaces for long. I'm a subcontractor plumber. Um, you can get jobs everywhere, so I don't see the need to. I've, obviously, I've worked for places, but having my own company and being able to be out there is the best flexibility because you run into workplace problems, whether they're work work workplace conflict. If you're not involved, or if you're involved, that's a different story, but it does happen. So my best advice for like, <clears throat> you know, contractors or people that are getting into the trade that want to be in there, um, just tread carefully with those types of people because they've got their own stuff going on. You know, I've, I've noticed that by um, touching in at places and I've realised, oh, a lot goes on here. A lot, enough goes on that I could speak about, but... To be honest, it's not my business. I, I care as much as they know, as much as I know. So, you know, what, what, what you know doesn't need to always be said everywhere. I think there's a point of like, 
just keeping a little bit of professional on us, which is that I see you, not a problem. That's not for me. Um, I'm going to keep it moving because for me as a young tradesperson, this is all about progression, isn't it? Sometimes you learn some things off of other people and you learn about life from a second hand, which may be some mistakes or problems which people have made for themselves or have problems moving forward. Like someone might say to themselves, they're a manager, but they're just test trialing all this management stuff out on you. You're the guinea pig. I can't be the guinea pig in those situations because um, it's just not for me. Um, everyone might learn off of people differently. I just don't need to learn off somebody in that capacity. I don't need to learn off of them making mistakes off of me and taking time away from myself, which I'm not going to get back, which is the time what you put in. So if any time you put in at any workplace, that's your time, isn't it? You're not always going to get like pats on the back. Believe me, a lot of people just want to pay you in life and just keep it moving. I'm not going to do some feedback sheet and start saying to you, yeah, you was great doing this and you was bad doing that. They're not going to do that. They, unless you ask for it, you know. And there's nothing wrong with not asking, asking for something for that because we all want to, we all, well, most of us want to try and get better at what we're doing and just create a better service. And you can't always do that sometimes when there's middle people in the middle of that, i.e., you know, like, you have to go to a third party to speak to them or, like, you've got to speak to HR or you've got to speak to another person. No, I'm speaking to you because I have this relationship with you and I don't have a relationship with this other person. So they might not understand where I'm coming from or they might not understand the backstory behind all of this. But you live and you learn and you learn from your mistakes what you make in life. And I've made enough to realise that, you know, like, the mistakes things, it ain't over yet, but you get better at it and you just fine tune it and you realise some of the things which led you down a path which wasn't so positive for yourself, you stay away from them. You stay away from traits, you stay away from people who have similar things, they say similar things or say things which are out of line, which you don't align with when it comes to being professional. Like I wouldn't mention that at work or I wouldn't say stuff like that off the cards or even if I did say something like that, it would, it would have been at home and I wouldn't have said it to another colleague so another colleague could say it to me. It's just a level of what you want to show to other people, isn't it? I don't always think other people deserve that level of connection with you. So, you know, I just try to keep things professional. That's what I would say to you guys. Keep things professional. Um, keep the chitter-chatter down to a low because... Even if you're a person like myself who I do stuff on social media, but um, other people who generally don't know these other people on social media, they have something to say about it, which is really, really, really weird because you don't even know these people. But hey, everyone's got an opinion. Whether you hear it, whether you don't hear it, they've got an opinion about me, whether I like it or not. It is what it is. It's the point of putting yourself out there. But is to start um, positive conversation. That's what it is. Just to highlight certain things, you know. So just be mindful when you're out there, innit? Because you, there is so many different characters in the working world. 
some that want to see you do good, some that want to see you do bad, some people just want to oppress you for your situation. It just depends what field you're in. I definitely think you've got to take note and you've got to realise for yourself what's the next steps in it. And if it doesn't like follow you, follow in the right direction where you want to go, don't go down it. You've got a choice, always a choice to say no and always a choice to say yes as well. And always a choice to say, do you know what, this doesn't sound like a bit of me. That's what I've done a few times because people have played, people will play you a card which is full but is empty when you get there. Or people will play you or paint a vision which you can say, yeah, I can flourish in something like that. But in hindsight, it's not to make you flourish, it's to make them look good. So be mindful of the steps what you do. And that's why I always try to take the recommendate the sorry, not the recommendation. That's why I always try to take the credit for the things what I've done. Because other people would mask it as themselves, which I've seen before. But um that leads me on to my next thing, which um I'm gonna be talking about an article which I'm gonna be featured in. I'm gonna be featured in two actually, but I'm gonna be spreading some light on that because I think you should talk about your ups as well as talking about your, you know, Medium times, talk about it ups. People need to hear about you doing great things. Like, so um, my next episode will be in my special guest, so definitely tune into that one. That one's going to be interesting. Some trade talk with Mr. London Plumber. It's the Plumbing Journeys with Mr. London Plumber. And you guys who have stuck with me all this time, appreciate you guys. Um, keep on listening. Some fire episodes on the way. Happening, everyone. It's Mr. London Plumber, and we're back on for another episode of plumbing journeys with myself um focus of your direction was the last episode that's what it was all about hopefully you guys can catch up on that and come back to this one today's episode is going to be about customer care so um when i as a plumber go to customers i realize that um when I get there, obviously, they're looking for me to solve the problem. As a plumber, you would think that's just common sense. But not every problem you can solve, whether it's down to materials, whether it's down to um, having the right tools for the job. Uh, you never know what it is, innit? and that's the mystery. So you've got to have as much tools and have access and be able to think quite fast when you are dealing with customers. You have a little breakdown time of like, breaking down the job, seeing what the problem is, diagnosing it, that's what it's called. And then you want to either work out what you're going to do next, if you can fix it, if it can be repaired, or if you're going to replace it, because um, that's actually breaking down a job, basically, how it gets done. So you're going to go there, that's going to get, you're going to get there, and hopefully when you get there, you arrive on time, you speak to the customer, there is a bit of um, rapport between you because sometimes breaking down that story between you and the customer, you can get to a lot of, of the fine details, what you need to work out what happened. That's how I work. I work out from process of elimination, which is I work out what the problem might be. So let's say yesterday I went to a, um, a leaking toilet. So I realised where it was leaking from. Um, I watched how the toilet operated and then I realised, okay, this doesn't work as well. So that's two things. So at least if I change the two 
things which I know it is, we've eliminated all the problems. Everything else works on the toilet, which I was happy about. And I think that's what you've got to do to make things kind of run smoothly. But you've got to be able to explain that and put that into context when you are talking to customers because they know nothing about that. They know nothing. They just know, look, there's a toilet flush or not. Like, what's up with it? And the better way you explain that as a plumber, yeah, the more jobs you're definitely going to get. Because people like people who are able to explain things in normal terms. Normal terms is speaking to someone like, look, this is the problem and this is the problem. I'm going to change that part and that part. And the functionalities of this part and this part is, is this and that. And that and those two things, that's what I found to be the problem at the beginning. Makes kind of sense to some of us who understand something about plumbing. So customers definitely like it when you're informative, polite, speak clearly, use words which they understand. It's hard to sometimes get in and out of that while being a tradesperson, but when you can get that blend just right. People definitely see the value in you and that's the experience of you um, going to a job. And that brings me to the other point, which is the big point, which is um, that's what grows your brand because people will look at that and that's what my brand is. My brand is an informative plumber who goes around and gets the job done. That's it. It's simple and basic, it's informative, it's what people want and they get a fix. Um, I find that like um, the more customers obviously I deal with, the more experience I get at these things. So don't try and shy away from some of these jobs. You're going to learn from every single one. And when you get it, it will, it will tick for you and you'll be like, yes, I get it. Because I know that's a lot of people's problem because um, I've been out doing a lot of jobs over the last 10 years and all that around London, meeting loads of different people, different companies. And um, you can definitely get yourself there. Even today, it's just about trying to work hard at the things what you're not really so good at whether the things might be the communication between you and customers. I know a lot of tradespeople or plumbers are definitely scared to talk about numbers with customers. You need to be straight up with people. That's the thing. When you're straight up with people, that's it. There, there's, there's no hidden cost. There's no great areas. You're just straight up. And I think people appreciate that, but... When sometimes you come across customers who might question your ability, me, I just refer them to the internet. I don't write the stuff on the internet, but it's definitely on there. So if you check this up, what I'm saying, in reference to what I mean when I say this and this, it kind of like slows down or pretty much squashes the argument. Because I asked them to do that before we continue on and continue on speaking because it shows a level of you've done your research okay you don't have to believe everything I say but if you go here it says it again if you go here it says it again and it says it again here a perfect example of that is when I went to go and give 
someone a snag for a new build. So they was having a build done on their house. They had some um, builders in there. Uh, they'd done underfloor heating. It was leaking. And they had a few other little snags about the house. And I had a little look about it and I said, like, yeah, like, well, I wouldn't do this. That's not a bit right. That's not right there. But um, I referred to stuff which was on the internet. Um, something to do with their cylinder. Basically, their cylinder, the discharge pipe was going into the gutter. You shouldn't be doing that. No one should be doing that. But the customer doesn't know that, innit? Because they're not builders, are they? They're just thinking, okay, the pipe comes out of the wall and it goes into there. Hmm, all right. But me as a tradesperson, I spot that straight away and I said, how can that be happening? But these are things which you've got to just be vocal about with people so they understand that you know what you're talking about. Doesn't matter if they're dealing with someone who doesn't know, you know, and um, definitely the next time when he asks me a question, he, he obviously knows that I know what I'm talking about. But I only give um, those types of customers some advice, and that was advice from me to him. But that's an example, guys. But it can happen anywhere. What I'm saying is just that... Gain as much skill as you can by talking to customers and taking note, innit? Like, um, I've subcontracted for a lot of different companies and I've seen the way they've worked and I've said, this doesn't work like this. This would be better if it was like this. And that's what I've used for myself and therefore allows me to capitalise on it and obviously boost it. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. It just was a quick catch-up on that because I think that is very vital to growing your business and getting new business so um, I'll see you guys on the next episode it's Mr London Plumber Plumbing Journeys, let's get it What's happening everyone, it's Mr London Plumber and we're back for another episode of Plumbing Journeys so I've been working so I've got some stories to tell you so I do want to tell you about the last episode, which was Focus of Direction, which I touched on a few of my personal experiences. And that's the thing about this podcast. I just talk about my own personal experience, innit? Obviously, we can all digress into what happened, you know, the, the ins and the outs and all that. Juicy bits, you know, it's nice to know. But I like to always just get to the point, innit? The point was last episode was on focus of direction. If you missed it, go and check it out because it was interesting. And today's episode, I'm going to talk about subcontracting and contracting at the moment in central London or in London. And this is only my experiences and things which I've come across while I've been out there. So we got... We got on the old internet and we got type into a few companies to see what's out there. And um, generally, you're going to need public liability insurance to be out there. You're going to need your certificates, which you should do anyway if you're a qualified plumber. I'm talking about plumbing. So um, I've met up with these people, thought I'll take some jobs on. We'll see how it goes, innit? Because 
Work is just work. And I think any tradesperson or anybody who has got a trade, whether it's barbering, whether it's um, braiding hair, whether it's doing nails, it's just a trade, isn't it? So therefore, you can do what you're doing anywhere. That's how I look at plumbing. So um, it's all the same. It's all the same pipes. It's just work. I can knock it out quick. They're not on my back. They're not with me. Do you get it? So that's the understanding. So um, I went to a few jobs and I realised that like um, straight away when I got there, I thought, well, someone's done a shoddy job here because they've been here before me. But then again, I had to be honest and I had the conversation with someone and they told me, do you know what? You're the only kind of tradesperson here. The rest of the people are like handymen, like type of thing, and they're not really qualified. So I said, okay, so it made me think, well, why do you take on that work if, if, if you're not taking on someone who's qualified? And these are going to be some of the problems and the hurdles which people are going to run into quite a lot when it's contracted places or it's places which are... If you smell something fishy, guess what? There's probably fish there. Um, I saw the telltale signs from early, which was somebody telling me about, oh, they're not actually tradespeople, um, blah, 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 but we're trying to change it with this, this, this. We've been operating for such amount of time. But when you do actually do get out on the field, when it comes to the information, what they give you, these people are working through, and this is an alarming sign. So this is a trigger warning sign. Working through WhatsApp or sending videos and sending... It's, it's not professional. I understand today, nowadays, all of us have got to work with video because video content is how a lot of people learn. It's how I use my tutorials to reach hundreds of thousands of people on my Instagram. You should be following it. It will be in the description box below. But to use it as a form of... Um, translating business or translating the job sheet or translating this is the job could you fix it is not always solid so therefore you have to understand that someone ain't going to be holding the phone or looking at points where you want to see perfect example there was a toilet it was faulty and it was in a wall so basically I said to the person is there a riser or is there a cupboard behind so you can gain access to it the customer didn't know what I was talking about because why would they know what a riser is? A cupboard behind it, yeah, that's more understandable. But that's what I needed to see and it made it harder work because the person had to go there again and do the video again. And Do you get what I mean? So this part of communication, especially with the people you're working with when it comes to contracting, will definitely slow you down on jobs, what you can do because... Even though you might be qualified, they're not qualified in what they're doing. So therefore, it's just a slowdown. And the whole point of um, doing uh, jobs like that is so you make as much money as you can. So doing as many jobs fluently. But, you know, help desk people, they can help you or they can hinder you. I, I definitely realise that through working through companies actually who do have help desks and they're sending people out there and they're saying, oh, what, there's traffic this day, there's traffic that... You're sitting somewhere so you don't understand the implications what go on. And sometimes when you're uh, going into many different customers' houses, uh, the the tenant might 
be the one who's calling up the maintenance company. But the person who's there is saying, oh, this needs fixing, that needs fixing. And oh, and when they realise that you're not happy, they're not happy because you're not here to fix everything and it's just one thing. It's, oh, yeah, well, oh, it's over there. And it's, and it's, a, it's sometimes a whole different attitude, but... I do make it known from the door that you have to speak to that person about that. I'm I'm here for this. And you know that like, for me now because I've got quite a few years of experience, it's not so bad. I don't I don't feel like um oh I should be doing them a favor. No, no, no. You should call the guy who's going to pay, ask him if he's going to pay for it and if he's going to pay for it, we can do it. It's simple. I'm here, isn't it? So you call him, you let him know and then let me know. Once he lets me know when I'm lets me know when I'm here, I can do it. But other than that, I can't do it. So um, you you face that problem at some points, and um, going around London, believe me, thousands of millions of homes. So therefore, sometimes I'm going up and down roads, up and down roads, looking for the address. I'm feeling like an Amazon driver, like. But I've realised how much time. I do have to spend travelling two jobs. Like, um, I was doing a job an hour and 20 minutes away. An hour and 20 minutes or an hour and 15 minutes away from me. But that ended up being an hour and 45 minutes at, like, 5 o'clock. So you're not getting home to then at 7 o'clock. I've done days like that before. I'm not doing them anymore, and I realised that's not for me. So I definitely did wind down my day to end at a certain time because I realised I was... Wasting too much time traveling, and it's not productive, in it. Petrol's expensive at the moment, so you need to try and um, schedule yourself. Even though these other people are trying to schedule you in for work, schedule yourself so it works best for yourself. Um, going back and forward from, I didn't really go to many much suppliers because I like to have what I need. And you know, once you do a couple of jobs, what are the general jobs what pop up? So I would say. Changing siphons, maybe changing taps and leaking toilets. So the toilet could be leaking from the donut or it could be leaking from a fibre washer. Um, I find those are some of the most common jobs. But I would like to replace more taps. That way I get to go to the scrapyard. But swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Everybody needs to change their taps, isn't it? But I think um, the general jobs and the general fix-it things other jobs which are coming up more frequently but I'm going to do more jobs like bathrooms and stuff like that so I'm going to obviously have some more things to talk to you guys about because obviously I interact with a lot of customers in it and they're all really quite good so I've not got any horror stories to tell you about any people like that because I think when you're doing these contracted jobs, when you're doing jobbing, going in and out, you're meeting so many people, so many different characters that I like to sometimes learn stuff from the other people. Once I finish my job, I just ask people, oh, so what do you do? And then you get into a little conversation. I might have five minutes before I leave the door quickly. And I'm like, oh, okay, very nice. Go about my day, go to the next person. And by the end of the day, I've met like about 10 people. One of them might be your friend one day. You never know. Or they might speak about you in a nice way. Either or either way. Um, I've met some nice people on that travel. Got some extra jobs from them as well and built myself up again so we'll be out again and um, hopefully I'll be able to tell you about my new mission which will be back in the West End so um, definitely look out for that one that one's going to be interesting I've got a lot of things to say so 
I'll see you guys on the next one. It's Mr. London Plumber, Plumbing Journeys. Stay safe. Stay right. Don't let people um, take any money from you, what you need. Yeah? See you on the next one.